You may be seated. You may be seated. God provides. God provides. I really wanted us to to focus on that song this morning because it's such a um, a powerful song. And I want to talk to you about God provides, about Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 22:1 that a good name is to be chosen above riches. A good name is to be chosen above riches. And so when we think about Jehovah Jireh, we say, what is that? Some people don't understand who is that. But that literally means the God who provides. And the first time that it was used was in the, by the Old Testament with a situation with Abraham in the book of Genesis in chapter 22. But you know, one of the, the things is understanding what happens in a name and why is a name important. Some of you are pregnant right now and this is going to make a difference and an impact on your life. You know, in the Hebrew culture, in the biblical culture, when you were picking a name, when you were selecting a name, there's a naming ceremony that happens. For boys, it happens on the eighth day when they're circumcised. And for girls, it happens within two weeks. But there is a ceremony. And so you could, you could get a name from many different avenues. One, your name could be based on a physical aspect. For example, in, in uh, the Old Testament, Leah, she was one of Jacob's wives. Her name means weak a weak eyed and her, because her eyes were weak. So they named her based on a physical characteristic. You could have a situational circumstance where you name the child. For example, Moses. Moses was named so because he was drawn out of the river. And when he was drawn out, it's also bearing in mind that a name is prophetic. So when you call a name, it is a prophetic name. So if you name your son demon and things like that, every time you call that name, it is calling that out in him. And so Moses was called out of the river or drawn out of the river. Prophetically, years later, he drew Israel through the water. You see. So a name is very important. A name can also be used to celebrate something as in the name of Judah. When Leah, who was not the loved wife, Rebecca, Rachel was loved, but Leah wasn't loved. When she had Judah, she named him Judah, which really is Judah, for thanks or give praise unto God for I've had a boy child. So a name could be given by divine intervention as in the name of Jesus. When the angel came and said, you will call his name Jesus. And what does the name Jesus mean? God who will save. Or you could have been named after a family member. As in the case of Luke 1, when John the, uh, the Baptist was coming on the scene, and his father, Zechariah, you know, was, they said, what are you going to name the child? And they said, I'm going to name him John. And they said, John, there's nobody in your family named John. But the name John is a gift of God. It's a precursor to the Messiah. And so you see, in the Bible, names are very important. You know, there's a member of our church who is a labor and delivery nurse. And once I asked her, I said, so what are some of the strangest names that you've ever heard in the delivery room? And she said, well, I had a a child named Absidy Jones. I said, what? Absidy, A-B-C-D-E. Now you tell me, now tell me, please, please tell me. What is that? 
Some of us, we just take two people's names and squash them together. They have no meaning, no significance. And we just call that out every time. But you see, the name of Jehovah Jireh, the name of Jehovah Jireh was, was, was situational. It came out of a place of worship. And we're going to discover that as we continue. But every time you call upon his name, the Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run in and they shall be saved. In Romans 8, it says, those that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So naming is very important. The name carries authority. The name carries weight. Whenever you're dealing with demonic spirits and things like that, When you want to take authority over them, you find out their name. As in the case when Jesus went across the the river and the, the lake and he said to the demoniac, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion for we are many. And Jesus immediately cast him out. You see, your name signifies who you are. It tells what you are. It denotes your characteristics and explains your authority and presence. And so when we call upon the name of Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, we are saying, Lord, we know you are Jehovah first, God. And you have the ability and the authority to provide. Do you need Jehovah Jireh in your life this morning? Is there a situation that you need Jehovah Jireh to intervene this morning? Is there a marriage crisis that you need Jehovah Jireh to come provide some answers this morning? Is there a lack or a desire or an interruption or an impediment that you need Jehovah Jireh to come in this morning? What does, what does Jehovah Jireh do? Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Let's look at Abraham and how this Jehovah Jireh came to pass. So we can see how it can apply in our life. You know the story of Abraham and Sarah. And Abraham, you know, went and had a first son by, you know, by Hagar named Ishmael. So this is going to be in Genesis like 17, 16, somewhere around there. So around Genesis 17, God comes to Abraham. You know, he had made a covenant to him before and showed him all the stars. And that's in Genesis 12. And he showed him all the stars and said, hey, you're going to have this big nation of people come from you. And he, you know, he doesn't really get that. So later on, he has Ishmael. And so Genesis 17 comes now and God visits him again and says, Abraham, this promise that I made to you, I mean it, but you're going to have a son through your own loins. And it's not Ishmael. Ishmael is now about 13 years old. And Abraham cries out to God and says, but please bless Ishmael. Don't just forsake Ishmael. And he says, I'll take care of Ishmael. But Sarah is going to have a child. And the Bible says that Abraham bursts out laughing and laughs on the floor. The next chapter, the angel comes and he visits with Abraham and Sarah. And he tells Sarah, you're going to have a child. And she bursts out laughing. Like, how is this? I mean, this is crazy. How is this going to happen? I'm 90 years old. Abram's like 100. You know, I believe in those marriages that you have some years apart. You know, pastor's eight years older than me. That's my Abraham. <laughs> and so, you know, that, that, that ended up happening. So anyway, she ends up having Isaac. 
When she ends up having Isaac, she says, I'll name him Isaac. So people will laugh with me instead of at me. Isaac means happy. It means laughter. You see the significance of a name. Later on, this promise that brings so much joy, that brings so much laughter, that that brings status, that gives her a place as a mother, that establishes her as not barren and unfruitful. Here it is now, they're going to Genesis 22. And they're going up, you know, God says to Abraham, listen, give me the thing you love the most. Give me your joy. Give me your promise. Give me your laughter. Give me that thing that makes you so happy. And they get up that morning, Abraham and his servants and Isaac. And they're going. And what I love about this is because they had to have had a family tradition of worship. Or, or Sarah would have said something. Where are you going with my son? Why are you all leaving out this early in the morning? Why are you all going up the mountain? Does he have the right clothes? You don't hear of Sarah interfering because there was a habit of worship. Do you have a habit of worship in your house? Can your children just go with the worship flow instead of rebelling because they understand this is what we do. This is who we are. We have a pattern of obeying God. We have a history of listening to God. We have a a generational idea of worshiping God. Do they get this? And so she went up. We don't hear about her. And and they're going up. and, And the Bible says that on the way, Isaac says, um, Dad, I, I, I see the wood. I see the fire. But where's the sacrifice? And Abraham declares in advance, the Lord will provide. You see, when you're in that crucible moment, that, that moment where you are torn between what you want to do with your flesh and what you ought to do with your spirit. Can you trust God and say before you see the provision? You see, the provision hadn't come yet. It didn't come till he was on the mountain. But on his way, with every difficult step, when he's now being questioned, he declares in faith, the Lord will provide. And Isaac has to trust that because now they're on top of Mount Moriah. And the Bible says that Abraham bound him. And he has laid him on the altar. Imagine Isaac having to still trust the words of his father. The Lord will provide. And if I am that provision God, I lay here. Right about the time. When Abraham was about to cut Isaac. Now you have to understand. When you're making a covenant with God. And a sacrifice with God. It's not a stabbing. It is a slicing through. It would have been a brutal thing. And God stops him and says no. I don't want human sacrifice. Not into that. I just wanted your obedience. And when he looks. There is a ram. That has caught, that gotten caught in the thorns. And he says, the Lord has provided. It's in that moment that the first time the name Jehovah Jireh 
was used in the Bible. And it says that Jehovah Jireh, it was a Lord who provides. For it's in the mountain of the Lord that he provides. It's in that place of worship and obedience. And some of us are looking for provision, but we don't want to participate in the instruction of God. We want Jehovah Jireh to show up, but our faith is being stunted by our circumstance. And we don't have the courage to declare in advance, I know he will provide. I know this is tough. I know this is hard. I know it's just me and the boy going up. It's everything I got, but the Lord will provide. What will he provide? God will provide victory for you. You're in a court case. You're in a battle with your ex. You're filing child support one more time. You're just locking heads. Victory. You have an enemy on your job. Somebody pursuing you. Somebody trying to outdo you. Somebody trying to shut you down. Victory. The Lord provides victory. It was in 1 Samuel 17 that, that David ran up against the, the Goliath. And, and he did not have the tools. He was a young teenage boy. But he said, listen here. God gave me victory with a bear before. You understand? Him? And God gave me victory with a, a lion before. You get it? You know, and, and this too, this Philistine. There's nothing for God. When you need a victory and you're getting discouraged, what do you do? You go to your past victories. You remember what God did for you last week. And and you remember what he did for you when you were 10. And and you draw upon what he did for your marriage 12 years ago. And you look at what he did for you. That's how you get Jehovah Jireh on the scene. You remember the name of the Lord. You remember... That any enemy you're facing, he is greater. You remember that what you don't have, he has five stones. He has grace for you to overcome. You remember that Jehovah Jireh provides victory. You cannot lose. You always win. So don't you hold your head down like you've lost a race, like you came in last place. No, 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 no. The race don't end until you win. There's several extra laps to go. Jehovah Jireh provides victory. Jehovah Jireh, he provides healing. Jairus' daughter was sick and got healed. And Peter's mother had a fever and and she got well. And, And it was a centurion that said, Jesus, if you just send your word, you don't even have to come up here. If you just send your word... She will be healed because the Bible declares that he sent his word to heal them. So you get a bad doctor's report. What does that have to do with anything? You got the word and you've got Jehovah Jireh who provides healing. This is who he is. He can't help but provide because when you call his name, you activate his attributes. You need a healing this morning. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Is his arm too short to save? Or his ear too deaf to hear? He asks. No. God can heal. God will heal. God will provide healing. Jehovah Jireh, he provides physical sustenance. You know, it's in the book of Exodus that the wilderness, the wilderness experience happened. And the Israelites were out there and God gave them manna. For 40 years. 
every day. Sometimes when you can't do for yourself, God will come through for you. Because when they went to Canaan and they were able to sow and the first harvest came up, the Bible says the manna stopped. You see, once you were able to do some things for yourself, your strength came. He don't have to do that anymore. But see, he's faithful that when you cannot do what you need to do, he will send help in times of trouble. Isn't that the song we sing? For you are with me. For you are with me in times of trouble. He provided physical resources. The Bible says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. The Gentiles, they worry about that. But for me, I'll provide those things for you. Don't, don't I take care of the lilies? Don't I care, take care of the birds? Aren't you more important to me? I'll provide for your physical needs. You see, a lot of times we want Jehovah Jireh only as a God who is running over. When he's also the God of not running out. Some of you and I, we don't celebrate the fact that we haven't run out. We just keep getting jealous of the fact we are not running over. And you won't get to running over till you can appreciate I'm not running out. We see that in the story of the, the widow woman. Because God provides financial deliverance. And she had the cruise of oil. And she just had a meal in her hand. And the Bible says that, you know, the man of God came and, 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 and God said to her, listen. Said to him first, listen, there's a widow that's going to sustain you. So sometimes your provision don't come from where you think. It will come from what you think less of. But then God provided even through the widow for, for Elijah. And he came and he said, listen, bake, bake a cake. Bake me a, a, a cake first. And she said, okay. And she obeyed him and in her obedience to him. Because something on the inside of her said, you know, I, I believe this God is going to provide. Somehow uh, he's going to take my little and do something with it. Somehow I'm going to take the sacrifice and, and, and he's going to work it out. And, and the Bible says for many days she and her son ate. It wasn't a running over. But it wasn't a running out. Every day he filled that cruise. Every day he gave her that meal. Just like he did the Israelites. And you and I have got to say, Lord, I thank you. I know it doesn't look like there's $10,000 extra in my account. But thanks be to God, I'm not in the red today. I got $1.05 left. But thank you, Lord. I'm not running out. Jehovah Jireh has not forsaken me. Jehovah Jireh, he provides victory, he provides healing, he provides physical supply, he provides financial deliverance, and he provides deliverance. If you're bound by something, we see in Exodus that God led them away from their enemies, and not only did he lead them away from their enemies, they took their enemies' stuff. I've seen this happen. You have somebody on your job and they're persecuting you and before you know it, you've got their job. The Bible says that he will give you houses that you didn't build and fields that you didn't sow in. And the wicked riches are laid up for the righteous. So you don't have to worry about what's going on in somebody else's life. 
You just have to remember that this Jehovah Jireh that you serve is also a provider and a deliverer. And he will loose the bonds of wickedness and he will loose heavy chains on you because he's called you to freedom. Jehovah Jireh, he provides miracles. 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 What are miracles? Miracles are birthed out of need. Miracles are, 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 when, are when he parted that Red Sea and it was impossible and they walked on dry land. And miracles are, are when he turned Moses' rod into a, a serpent and it gobbled up Pharaoh's stuff. And miracles are when he took Aaron's rod and he made it bloom. And, and miracles are when he told Joshua said to the sun, stand still and you don't move for three days. And, and that, that's a miracle. And, and miracles when the, the prophets went around the fire and, 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 and they, they put water around it and still God cast the fire. Miracles are when the bush just turns and, and it, it just burns. And, and miracles... Is, is, is when, you know, they defeated, you know, the whole army with just 300 men. And, and miracles are when the lepers were able to walk in and the camp was dead. And miracles are when you can walk around Jericho, make no noise, and you shout with the praise and the whole walls fall down. And miracles are, are when, when, when God can, can take up Elijah into a chariot and you don't see him anymore. And miracles are, are when Jesus can walk and walk. And, and miracles are when the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And miracles are when the lame can walk. And miracles are when he can shift something in your favor. And miracles are when he can give you your credit rating to improve and you can get a car and you don't qualify and miracles can where your education doesn't make you suitable but somehow you get paid and miracle what is a miracle god is the god of miracles he does not stop it's not ending god is jehovah jireh he provides for you when you need it what you need how you need it all the time every time faithful ever faithful ever living ever sure he is god eternal the king of kings the lord of lords the god of peace he provides peace the god who walks with me he provides companionship the god who leads me he's my banner this is jehovah jireh the god who we serve so don't you be discouraged this morning you don't just look at what you have and say god where is this do you say god i know you are here even in this you are able even in this you are faithful because what the Bible says, we have authority, you see, we have authority to name things. We have authority to call things. You know, it was Adam who, who called and named the donkey, the donkey, and the tiger, the tiger. And we have that same ability. And how do we activate? How do we activate Jehovah Jireh in our life? The first thing we do is by our words. We call on him. And we call it into being. You know, Romans 8. Romans 8 tells us this. It says, now faith cometh. Now faith cometh. Abraham, when he had declared, when he had declared that Jehovah Jireh before he'd even seen the provision, that was his faith in action. And many of us, we come very late. You see, when foreclosure has happened seven months ago, uh, uh, no, from the first month, from the first month you should have called out help. From, from when you saw that you were going behind, you should have activated that. But you know what we were doing? In that first month, we were using our credit card and trying to pay it off ourselves. And then we were trying to take some money over here and borrow it over here and rotate it and call everybody and delay the payments. Oh, not on the 15th. Can you put it on the 27th this time? We're trying to work it all the way out. Instead of saying, God will provide and standing firm on that and allowing him to come through. You know, we have a dog named Princess. Uh, She's really cute. And I saw 
saw this example from uh, Pastor Mike Moore one time, and he was talking about, well, no faith cometh, no faith cometh, no faith cometh. And it made so much sense because, you know, we were talking about calling Jehovah Jari on the scene. Just like when you call 911 and you expect the police to show up on the scene. Thank God for Arlington police who always show up right on time. Amen? We like Arlington police. So when you call something, when you call your daughter or your son, you expect them to answer, right? Because you expect that by now they should know the name. Especially if they're like 17, 20. They should know that that's their name. You know, names are so amazing. Because I can say, hey babe, and babe will answer. That is not babe's given name. (laughs) Babe's given birth name is Evan. But I have so called him babe for so long that if I call him Evan, it would probably be strange. Like, who are you? He has been renamed. You have the ability to change something. You have the ability to, to, to call something. And if we can call our children and they answer, or if we can call a dog and go, come princess, and she runs. Can't you call Jehovah Jireh? And he show up on the scene. <laughs> he knows your geolocation. He is aware of exactly where you are. So our words, our words, our words activate. You say, Lord, I need Jehovah Jireh to come in my marriage. I need you to provide some peace before I kill him, Lord. I just want to cut him, cut, cut, cut him. But I need you, Lord. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Jehovah Jireh, put a hedge of protection around him. That's the first way you activate. The second way you activate is through worship. Through worship. Genesis 22, 14 says, On the mount of the Lord it will be provided. You want to see better? Go up. (laughs) You get a better view from the mountain. You got to acclimatize. You know, in Jamaica we have the blue mountains. And... There's this restaurant I like to go because it's built into the mountain. So anytime you go there, go to it. It's called Eats. And it's really cute and built inside the mountain. You see pieces of the Blue Mountain within the restaurant itself. And when you walk out on the balcony, you are standing literally over a valley. There is nothing there. You, you just don't, don't like go over the balcony. I mean, you're going to fall into nothing. And you can stand there and you can see valley peaks and, and just, you know, mountain highs. And as you're going up, your ears begin to pop and they begin to adjust because you have to get acclimatized to going higher. And many of us have problems that are down here and we just want to address them here. But I double dog dare you to go higher. I dare you to go into worship. I dare you to do something you haven't done before, like raise your hands. I mean, you can try that. You can try you can try. I mean, it won't even hurt you too long. Like 20 seconds. I just do it right now. Just put your hands up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. See? See, you're not by yourself. So when you come in here and you're worshiping, you just put, Lord, I surrender. Jehovah Jireh, you see me? My arms are up. I'm not like the person next to me who are like this. No. See me. See me. Jehovah Jireh. See me. Oh, as a matter of fact, that is too, too, you, you can't, oh, somebody else have their arms raised. Oh, see me, Jesus. See me, Jesus. Worship. It was in worship 
that Abraham, I mean, uh, <laughs> that Abraham got his um, provision. And finally, through your works, through your works, be faithful in your works. I love this Philippians 4:19. We know this scripture for my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. The verse before though explains why they could call in Jehovah Jireh, the God who supplies all our needs. Because Paul says, listen, in reaching the gospel, in serving the people, you Philippians, your church has supplied my need once and again. You have given to the service of the gospel. You have helped carry the word out. Because of your generosity and your faithfulness in your works, therefore that Jehovah Jireh will come on the scene for you and provide your needs. So if you want Jehovah Jireh activated in your life today, if you want that to, that person to show up in all his glory, you have to use your words and call on the name of the Lord. You have to worship and spend time with him and be obedient to him and yes it's uncomfortable and yes it's inconvenient but you still have to do it one step at a time until you're in that place where you can see his provision and finally you'll be faithful in your works what do you need this morning from the God who supplies all needs you're not an orphan You have a father. You may not know your earthly father. It's irrelevant. Because the DNA that runs through your veins supersedes that of the natural. You have a family. You belong in the family of God. Therefore, every benefit, every protection, every provision belongs to you. Because you're a child of Jehovah Jireh. And if you have it in your hand, Jesus says, and we are wicked fathers. If we have it in our ability and we will bless our own children, Jesus says, will not, will not the father do more? I love the psalm that says, his mind is full of us. And the Old Testament tells us he goes to and from the earth looking, looking who, who can I be strong to? who can I be strong to? if you're going to stand out today worship if you're going to stand out today be faithful in your works if you're going to stand out today call on him with your words he's not looking at what you didn't do or did do yesterday that doesn't change the fact that you belong to him. Just because my Landon, you know, I'll tell him go do something and he didn't do it right then doesn't mean I, he's not my son anymore. And so just because you failed in yourself or failed God or whatever you're feeling, that, that'll make you an unson or an undaughter. He doesn't, God doesn't unfriend you. God doesn't block you. You know who God is? God is Mark Zuckerberg. He your first friend and own friend. He stay right there on, that, on, on, on your face to Facebook all the time. No matter which friends come and go, Mark is right there. 
You cannot unfriend Mark. Just like you can't unfriend God and he won't unfriend you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed today, you may say, Pastor Sarah, I have some needs that only Jehovah Jireh can provide. I'm in some places that only Jehovah Jireh can provide wisdom and direction. I have some opportunities before me and a, a need, I need an answer. And then some of you are here and you need Jehovah Jireh in your life, period. You need salvation. You need him to save you. You need him to rescue you. You need him to come in and do only what he can do. Make you better.